crossed my mind to Calvary, where Jesus bled and died for me. I see His wounds, His hands, His feet, my Savior. His body bound and drenched in tears They laid him down in Joseph's tomb The entrance sealed by heavy stone Messiah's Friends, welcome to this time of worship on Ash Wednesday. The early Christians observed a season of great devotion, the days of Jesus' passion and resurrection. And it became the custom of the church that before Easter celebrations, there should be a 40-day season of spiritual preparation. During this season, converts to the faith were prepared for holy baptism. It was also a time when persons who had committed serious sins and had separated themselves from the community of faith were reconciled by penitence and forgiveness and restored to participation in the life of the church. In this way, the whole congregation was reminded of the mercy and forgiveness proclaimed in the gospel of Jesus Christ and the need that we all have to renew our faith. We are invited by the great cloud of witnesses to observe a holy Lent, by self-examination and repentance, by prayer, fasting, and self-denial, and by reading and meditating on God's holy word, and to make a right beginning of repentance, and to receive as a mark of our moral nature the the sign of the cross. I'd like to invite you to listen with me to two verses from the Gospel of Luke. Luke 9:51 says, Now it came to pass, when the time had come for Jesus to be received up, that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. And Luke 23:46 says this, And when Jesus had cried out with a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. A funeral has three movements, sections, or ambitions. The first, what we might call the biographical. Every funeral or celebration of life, as we've taken to calling them, 
aims to mark, remember, and celebrate the person that has lived among us. A good funeral will say something about the person that we've gathered to remember. It will make us laugh, it'll make us cry, it'll make us wish that they were with us to have another conversation. A second movement is the gospel. At a funeral, those of us who gather are reminded that we too share in the same experience as the loved one that we're remembering. All of us stand in need of consolation. We stand in need of good news. A good funeral will tell the story of God, of our need for God, of how God defeated sin and death in Jesus' resurrection, and how we can be raised up with Christ through faith. A good funeral will bring us, with freshness, the gospel. The third movement is the committal. For a long time as a pastor, I overlooked the significance of a committal. I knew the words that needed to be said or that were normally said, but I didn't always see the point. The body, we said, was returning to the earth, dust to dust and ashes to ashes. But I missed, for at least a while, I missed a couple of other lines. This line, like, into your hands we commend your son or your daughter, ensure and certain hope of the resurrection. I missed the line, this body we're committing to the ground, and blessed are those who die in the Lord. I missed these lines until I stood at the grave of my brother with an incredible weight of helplessness, a weight like I'd never felt before because my words and my affirmations, my actions and those of many others had not been enough to save a beautiful life. And then the words of the committal came. We were commending this person, my brother, our beloved unto God's care. We were taking a step, an earthy step of trust that God would care for him better than we could. Maybe you've been there where a good funeral helps us commit our beloved one into God's care. And it invites us, invites all of us who are there to commit the remainder of our days to the Lord. The committal is an act of trust. This trust in the Lord comes from two realities. The first is our own mortality. The second is the profound firmness that we, see, that we see displayed in Jesus. For when Jesus was approaching the cross, Luke says that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. He did this for love, love of you and love of me and the whole world. He knew that the way of sacrifice would be the only way to save us. We see Jesus firm in his resolve and firm in his trust of the Father. For when he's on the cross, he commits his life into the Father's hands, into the hands that gave him life and would resurrect him in life. With love and firm resolve, Jesus commits his way to the Lord. Hear that again. With love and firm resolve, he commits his way to the Lord. As we enter this season of Lent, of walking with Jesus, I wonder if Jesus would invite us to commit something that we've been holding on to, to him, to the Lord. Maybe it's a dream that's been stymied. Maybe it's a sin born of our own not-enoughness. Maybe it's a sorrow that has overwhelmed us. Maybe it's an ambition that bruises others or ourselves. In committing ourselves to the Lord, we open ourselves to God's tender mercy and the transforming work of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit does His transforming work, He makes all things new. We are invited in this season to make a confession to God of our sins and of our need for the Lord. So I invite you to join me in saying this prayer of confession. Merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what we have done and by what we have left undone, 
We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory and honor of your name. Now hear the good news. May the almighty and merciful God accept our repentance, forgive our sins, and restore us by the power of the Holy Spirit to newness of life. Amen. Hear this prayer over the ashes. Almighty God, you have created us out of the dust of the earth. Grant that these ashes may be a sign to us of our mortality and of repentance, so that we may remember that only by your gracious gift are we given everlasting life through Jesus Christ, our Savior. If you have ashes made, we invite you to take them and make the sign of the cross on your forehead or on the back of your hand. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return, and trust the Lord.
Watching why.